Welcome to Future Perspectives, the Locarno Film Festival podcast presented by UBS. I'm your host, Gabby Sanderson, and I'm here to talk with international film stars, upcoming talent, and industry game changers. Over the Future Perspectives series, you will discover secret stories and inspiring perspectives on the future of cinema culture and society. So let's begin. This is Future Spectives. This is Gabby. I'm here in Locarno and we welcome now to the Future Spectives podcast, a Greek-French film director, screenwriter and producer known for merging controversial political issues with the entertainment value of commercial cinema. Hello, Costa Gavras. Welcome. Thank you. Let's start close to the beginning. Your parents moved to Athens after World War II, which is where you grew, grew up until 1952. And that's when you moved to Paris to pursue a career, at first in becoming a writer. What form of writing did you want to do? I didn't know. You didn't know? No, the first thing was to escape Greece mm. because there was not any future at that time for people belonging to my social class. And then the France was the only only place where I could study Mm -hmm. without having to pay for university rights and uh, as a student. It was even possible to work and then to study, which is what I did. So I went to France and of course, I was very well received. (laughs) Yes. And after starting at La Sorbonne, the letters uh, studies, and I discovered there was a cinema school, mm. and I went to the cinema school called LIDEC, Institute of High Studies for Cinema. That's my very short story. Right. So this is when the ambition of filmmaking started to take shape? In, in even a little bit before, because I discovered, I was coming from a country where there, there was a lot of censorship. There was no way to to, to see the gunk classical, cine, cinema classicals from all over Europe, from France, for uh, United States and so forth. Mm. And then I discovered that there was another kind of cinema uh, from the cinema I have seen, I knew. Mm. It was a classic cinema. Mm. For example, Eric von Stroheim, Greeds, sort of tragedies in cinema. And that was for me something, a discovery. And I decided to try to learn to write with images not with only with letters. Ah. That was the difference. Tell stories with images. Right. Well, unfortunately, we don't have the time today to do an A to Z of your work. See what we did there? We're skipping to Z. How's that? He's smiling. Okay, carry on. <laughs> okay, so it's a film that puts the focus on the violent overtaking of Greece by a right-wing military dictatorship. Can you take me back to the moment when that project started for you? That project started a day when my brother, I was in Greece, I was coming back to France, and the airport gave me a book called Z, with a big Z on the mm-hmm. first page, and uh, I started reading it. And I was interested little by little, very much even. And I finished the book, it was a Friday. And uh, by Saturday afternoon, I have finished the book. And by Sunday morning, my friend Georges Sempoun, the writer, called me saying, you see, did you know what happened in Greece? The military took the power. Mm-hmm. 
that was a big surprise. And we met with uh, we meet with George Semprun uh, and uh, Yves Montan, some other people. What can we do? So a petition, of course, we signed a petition. That kind of uh, movement against some people proposed to do, do, do sitting in front of the Greek embassy. I don't like very much the sitting because it's uh, it does not so much. I last a few day, a few hours, and then you get tired and you go back home. So I said to Semprun, why don't we make a movie about that book? I like the book. And I told him the story. He knew the story in general terms. Mm -hmm. And we decided to write the book, to adapt it. To adapt it. To, to the cinema. For the, wow. And it went on to win lots of awards, very prestigious awards. Your filmography which focuses on political or sociological subjects that examine general problems in society. Do you look at the world with hope or with a heavy heart? Once I was young, young, like all my generation, who used to look the world with, uh, with uh, optimism mm. and saying it's gonna good, something good will happen. Mm -hmm. And good things have happened. But when we see it today and we discuss with young people, they say we don't see good things to happen. To happen, mm. there's a kind of uh, lack of optimism for the future today, and I understand them yeah. because nothing is very, very promising for the future. So, but I think have to. But we have to have fight hope to fight. <laughs> to hope, fight, yeah, which is good, but also to fight more than hope mm. and to change things. It's absolutely necessary. Yeah, yeah, and you turn your lens on some of the darkest chapters in history and you, you do fight. Mm -hmm. How do you sort of kick back and shrug off the weight of your projects after a long day's work? You know, the projects is one thing, but the highly projects, the projects, what interests me by the time, it was the people, mm -hmm. the men, the women, being part of those situations and how they used to deal why they have done it, what their psychology, what they were their, their, their hopes, uh, what the uh, negative part of them, mm. and why they use it, the love or the hate. So I, I did those movies without speaking about political movies. I don't know what is it. It's people. It's movies about people, yeah. about us. Because what is police for the ancient Greek means the town. It's also our uh, the way of being way of acting in the town, in the city, among us, because yeah, we're all together. That's true. So this becomes automatically political, but we cannot start from the political, start from people. Mm. I start from people. Creating such impactful films that cause intense reactions, you must have found yourself in some uncomfortable situations. So you're a, you're a Lionheart filmmaker. Where does this fearlessness come from, this drive, like you say, to fight? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you were born with it, In a maybe. way, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Could you share the stickiest situation that you've ever found yourself in due to one of your films? I'm not, uh, first, I have to survive with them. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I have to, to deal with them, yeah. which is also more, sometimes more difficult. But I'm still here which means I have survived. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. I want to ask you about David Clennon, who you've worked with a lot. Yes. How important is it for your films to also have somebody with a political nuance such as David to act in them? You know David? 
Personally, no. <laughs> no, I like David. I like David because he's, a, he's full of passion. Right. For doing theater, for doing uh, movies and everything. Every time I ask him to be a part, even if the part was very difficult and not very important, he would accept. And that was a kind of very friendly relationship to work there. And I, I like him as a man. I like him also a lot as an actor mm. because he puts himself every time in the right person. Mm. I've got a quote from you. You said, the best way to become completely crazy is to say, OK, we'll do a movie to change society. <laughs> yes. Have you at times felt completely crazy with your ideas for films? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I don't know, but it's truth. We cannot change society like this with a movie. It would be perfect. Of course, sometimes the society can follow a movement. Mm. Take the, the movies by uh, Lenny Riefenstahl about Nazism. She, she celebrated Nazism, Hitler, in, thanks to her movies in a lot of countries, particularly the United States, the pro-Nazi party were born. Mm. I mean, this is part of some movies can do, but unfortunately all the movies mm. cannot do that, mm. fortunately. So movies can influence and the change? Some people can be per influenced by a movie by two movies and saying, oh, this, how much time I, learn, I can hear people saying this, that movie, not mine, but some other movies also, that changed my life. Yeah. We need much more things to change the life of someone. But sometimes something opens with yeah. something is closed and a movie opened. Yeah. But it's there already somehow. Yeah. It doesn't create it. It unlocks he reveals it. it. That's mm. right. Mm, I love that. So you're known for making your films in the United States and France, but it wasn't until 2019's Adults in the Room that you worked in Greece. You shot in Greece and you made a film in the Greek language. So why did you think, OK, now it's time, it's it finally, we've got to do this? No, this was about Europe and Greece. Right. Both. But you shot <clears> in Greece, right? That was the shot first the time you shot in Greece? In Greece? Because, yes, and in, in Europe, Greek, in, in, in England, in Paris in Luxembourg. It was the idea to speak about Europe, but also speak, the, the Greek example, it was perfect for that, to speak about Europe. The way Europeans, in a very democratic way, decided to do something very negative for the Greek people. Not for the Greek government, or governments left and right, mm. who let that uh, depth going highly up. But the people who suffered, mm. we suffer, still suffering. So mm. I would like to speak how they democratically they succeed to do that. And I made that movie, mm. that movie, but the movie is about the great, but it's also about Europe. Mm. The idea we have, the Europeans have some authorities in Europe, European Union, think the economy is the first important thing. Um, my feeling, the most important thing is the human beings. Then comes the economy. Mm. They have changed that rules. And I think it's the worst thing you can do in a country, and in a democracy also. And for you, working in Greece, what was that experience like for you? It was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting because you have a double crew, Greek and French. It was amazing to work with them, but they very quickly they get together. It was... But some people didn't like it, so they didn't like us to be there to shoot. <laughs> but we, we survived it. <laughs> 
Yeah, at this point, the English phrase "water off a duck's back" comes exactly. to, <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> You've inspired countless filmmakers during your career, but also your own offspring, your sons and daughter, are also filmmakers. Do they come to you seeking advice? No, first I would like to say you. I don't make a career. I make movies. Okay, it's completely different because a career you can organize. Okay. See the future. Okay. And where are you going? With a, few, with a movie, we cannot do that. We'll make a movie, and then probably we make, we'll make another one. <laughs> <laughs> probably, even more probably, a third one. Okay. okay. So you've never had a career? <laughs> no, I don't have a career. I have a, I have a, a road to go, a okay. way to live, a way to, to do, a way to be. Fair. Now, come back to my children. Yes. As an immigrant, I would like my children to have real professions to be architects, engineers, <laughs> <laughs> mathematicians, oh, no. which is very important today. <laughs> but they decided, after studying in different directions, to go to the movies. Mm. And fortunately, they did well. Roman, for example, the youngest, is today has a movie in uh, Venice Festival. Very cool. uh, Alexander, he produces, he produces a movie two, three years ago, he had all the, uh, the, the awards in the Venice Festival, three, four, 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 same for the, in France and so forth. And Julie, she works very well, she does good things in television. But all of them, yeah. I did help for that, they, right. do it, they did it by themselves, wow. completely. You must be very so, proud then. I'm proud, yeah. and I'm also scared. I don't know if they because those are professions that don't they cannot last. You say that, but it's lasted for you, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, but I'm bad example for them. <laughs> okay, looking to the future, is there anything and again through the lens of a political or social um event that has happened in the past that you would consider making into a movie to get your message out there? No, I, I, I try to work on, uh, on a theme actual about the, the role played by the uh, digital today in our lives. Mm. I can, with my telephone, take everything you have on your computer. Yeah. Yes. You could read your own questions. Your life. <laughs> this one, yeah. another one, probably this is a professional one. So this is something and you can know very easily where you live, where you go from here to follow your the, with my telephone the digital footprint digital thing mm. and we get in a society where we're going to have less and less freedom mm-hmm. because i listen to you when you sleep and you have your telephone next to you in the, mm. in the room I can listen to you, even if it's closed, completely your telephone. I can listen to you. This is technically possible. Really? Yeah. With a certain kind of uh, instruments, of course. Not with my telephone. <laughs> <laughs> but that can be done. So this is something very scary in our society. Yeah. Yeah. And we get in the new period, where now I believe in the period of the, of the religion of the money, the economy, and we start getting a newer religion, which is going to be the digital, digital religion. Mm. I feel like there's something bubbling away <laughs> with you. That we it's probably... not very optimistic, but we can make also a funny movie with it, you know, <laughs> of a tragedy. 
What about the beautiful Locarno as a film set? Would you consider shooting anything here? It's an amazing. And I like the location because there is mountain. And where is a mountain? I think I would like to know what's behind the mountain. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other one. So, of course, we have the same thing with the sea, but it's a long trip to go the other side. Would you ever use Locarno as a backdrop for one of your projects for films? Maybe? Maybe. 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 Yeah. Because the project can travel everywhere. Yes, true. In particular here in Switzerland. <laughs> it's a center of another religion, the money religion. <laughs> <laughs> what does success look like for you, Costa? The success, it's of course good, pleasant, yeah. and essentially permits to make another movie. Yeah. Essentially. You'll never stop working, will you? No, I think I have still have some passion about things. I will go on. Mm. If the passion starts, it's the beginning of the death <laughs> before <laughs> to die. <laughs> of course, any kind of passions. No, when the passions survive, say, I have to try to, to deal with them. Yeah, and you deal with them with a s wicked sense of humor, I think. I try. I think it's the, I like humor. <laughs> I like humor. I like the... The Italian movies of a certain period are full of humor, full of tragedy, full of humanity. Mm -hmm. They don't do it anymore. It's, I regret it. Thank you so much for this conversation, Costa. Thank you. There's one thing left to do, if that's okay. Let's roll your closing credits. What movie have you watched most in your life and why? My movies, when I'm editing them. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing answer. If you could have the Piazza Grande to yourself with your friends and maybe family, what movie would you most like to watch on the big screen? A funny movie, a comedy, yes. Yeah. If you could create a new category of award at the Locarno Film Festival, what would it be and who would you give it to? That would be the most dangerous movie to make for your next movie, and I give, I give it to, essentially, to a woman. To a woman? Yes. Interesting. But I think... I thought you were going to say you were going to give it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is today's art shaping society as it should do? No. 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 What do you think cinema can do to improve people's lives? To make movies about not heroes, but real people. To be able to see each other, how we were, how we should not be in this, on the screen. What are your hopes for the future of film festivals? To last. To last because that gives the, the will and the necessity to the directors to make better movies to go to be in a festival. As the Locarno Film Festival is all about freedom, do you feel free? Oh, yes, absolutely. The discussions you have here with everybody, journalists and some people, just before this, it was totally freedom from my side and from their side. And what about you personally in life? Do you feel free? Not completely. Mm. Not completely. And that's a wrap. Yeah. Costa Gavras, thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Future Spectives, the Locarno Film Festival podcast presented by UBS. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support Future Spectives with your review and subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. This series is created and produced by Brand Audio Media.